and welcome to Resensitizing with Chelsea Hart. I have my friend Gilberto yeah. Soto here today. So excited. Talk to us. Tell us. Well, uh, to introduce myself, my name is Gilberto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the Spanish flair. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I've been in New York for, what, like two and a half years? I met you in, in the scene, in the London scene, which is kind of weird. How did we meet in London? I, it must have been some show. I, it has to be. It has some to be show. some yeah, show. Yeah, I still remember one of your like jokes. I don't know the word for word, but I remember like um, you were like an animal, kind of like an ant. And you would go like on people's chairs and stuff, and it was really funny because like <laughs> that, you make yourself oh my, big. Yeah, and I was like, who is this person? <laughs> and so, I think that may have been the first day. Yeah, I think so. That bit, um, oh my god, that bit was about the fact. Okay, <laughs> so now. okay, yeah, I totally remember that bit because I love that bit. I have just I haven't done it in years. Um, I hope so, you do it now. So. I know I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. All right. So no, the bit is um, in. The United Kingdom, uh, it's very secular. Yeah. Very secular. But you do come out as like a gay person or trans or whatever. Like coming out is a thing. In America, we have like, we're so religious as a country, you come out as an atheist. Like you have to announce to your friends that you're an atheist. And my mom is very religious. Oh. Yes. Yeah, well, so is um, mine. Mexican, of course. Yeah, my mom is like very much practicing praying every day. And my, my brother, um, I think when I was still, when I was still back home, yeah. I was still living with my mom. So I must've been like 17. My brother came out as an atheist he had to come out as an atheist yeah. and my mom was bawling and like growing up in America in middle America, like coming out as an atheist isn't really that strange to us, yeah. but like in the UK it is, mm -hmm. they were like, you what? Yeah. Like people like, cause it's just so normal to not be religious. Like, uh, you know what? I'm glad you said that. Cause when I was there and I told my mom, all of my friends are just didn't associate with the religion. And she's like, Beto, you better not be Catholic. And I was just like, what, what do you mean, mom? She's like, don't, don't like, and she got so scared that I would not be Catholic. And then the other day I was like sick. And you know, Mexican moms think they can fix anything with a yeah. Vicks Vaporub or Vaporub. And she would like, she called me, she's like, do you have Vicks Vaporub? And I was like, no mom, like I don't have it. She's like, Gilberto, what are you gonna do? I was like, mom, I live in New York. Everything is close to me here. Yeah. She's like, everything is close to you, but God. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but sure. She, she cried. Oh, did she cried. Yeah. So that my was the mom, bit was about. No, my mom would that, do more. That's like, what the bit was about. It was just my mother bawling and turning into a pterodactyl. She would call the local priest. She yeah, would be just like, turning no. into a pterodactyl. Like, no, it's going to hell. Wait, do you identify like with a religion? <laughs> Don't watch mom. Oh, okay, well, I think that answers it. I think that answers it. <laughs> Without saying it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a growing it is for young people it is like a growing thing to yeah. not or maybe more loosely associate with a religion or maybe like a yeah, higher yeah. being a lot of people are more my I mom do would think be so a lot more upset. spiritual yeah my mom would be so right like, versus I, like that my mom is so religious i don't know like i've been doing like like I've done like Hindu meditation. Yeah. I've done like like chakra work and stuff. I don't know if my mom would be too pleased. I don't know if she's like, I don't I know, know if she's I, that I religious. get it because if I was to tell my mom I'd do anything that doesn't sound remotely Catholic, she would freak out. And so yeah. I'm like, mom, I'm gay. Like, like. she would like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
She's Anyways. like, but she is no. So my mom isn't like like my mom isn't a hard ass. Like don't get don't get me wrong. Like my mom is like down for the cause. Of course, she's so down for the cause. I was like on the phone with a friend, like and she's in the kitchen. Like it's just uh, a couple months ago when I was back home, and I was talking to my guy friend, and she's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Oh, don't worry, he's gay," and <laughs> and she like turns to me and she's like. <gasps> Why do you think I need to know? <laughs> I don't. I don't care. That's fine. Like why? Do you, why? Like she was like, like it's not that special. <laughs> yeah. Like she was just like yeah. You don't have to. I'm. I'm okay with everyone. Like 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 making a thing. I was just like mom. Okay. She's like, why would you even think I would care? Like, my mom just assumes any guy I talk to is probably gay at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, but she like, she, I'd have to tell my mom, mom, they're straight. <laughs> like, she was like really adamant that I understood that she wasn't homophobic. Mm, it was cute. Yeah. I it like was, that. I it like was that. Sweet. Well, I mean like I, I could see, I, and I think, I don't know if that's how your mom always was. Oh yeah. I, no. oh, okay. Like I don't think my mom was ever like homophobic or anything, but I think it was a new, like maybe thought of like she knew gay people existed but as mexicans they never thought like it would be their family mm. or hit close to home so it's mm. definitely like an education that mm. you have to let your parents kind of go through and i i would talk to my mom often i'd be like because in theory they accept it yeah right obviously like they support me they love me but i asked my mom once i was like you know what would you do if i brought a guy home or when i bring a guy yeah. home and she was like well but though like I don't know, maybe I would treat like I would treat them just like any other friend. I was like, but they're not. Yeah. And then she got quiet and I was like, well, you know, it's like, it's okay. Like, I know it's a little weird for you because it hasn't been as close to you as possible. So I'm allowing you space mm. and respecting how you grew up and what you've known to feel uncomfortable and to like, you know, grow into it. Mm. And, and it's been really, really helpful to give your parents space to also like make mistakes or not know or not be perfect just navigate their understanding yeah because i mean that's what they did with me as well growing up and yeah. so um i think when you put it that way it's it's quite better and then my dad just doesn't talk about it but <laughs> <laughs> my mom's best friend growing up was gay um oh. she calls him my uncle robbie he died during the aids epidemic oh. um but um yeah. my mom and him he actually uh tested out of a year in high school so that he could be in the same graduating class as her. He was a little bit younger than her. Oh, that's love. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they were just the t like Beavis and Butthead, just yeah. two peas in a pod, and he was a little bit younger, tested out of a year of high school so he could like surpass and like graduate with her. Um, and yeah, that was her best friend. That was like her die, her ride or die. Oh, and no. um, like sweet. she's as religious as she is. She that very deep because she um she watched him attempt to get married to a to a woman oh yeah so he was like really like because yeah he, we all have that thought growing up like oh so, if I get married to a woman it's all gonna be the good it's all gonna be the and it's like oh. so what makes Robbie so uh, interesting is he he really accepted God back in like the seventies yeah. like he got baptized with my mom and him and they went to church together um and he like. And my mom watched, my mom watched this man try and try for years for everything within him to give up being gay so that he could please God. Yeah. And she watched her best friend go through that for years and even marry a woman, have kids yeah. and still be a raging gay. And she, she, um, she watched him like live a life that he was like, that the life he had to live like she understood like there's just people that have to you know yeah i i completely like relate to that growing up i used to teach catechism classes which means like 
Catholic classes to little kids, so now they're all gay. Mm. Uh, no, I'm joking. No, but I would teach them like their prayers and stuff. And I remember just like praying and praying to God, like if you, if I'm this good of a Catholic, you will take this away from me because mm. I thought it was like bad. Yeah. And not, it's not until obviously I grew in older, I, I, I now realize I, it's my biggest blessing that mm. I could say. Like I, I just love being gay. I'm like, oh my god, it must be like boring to be like white and straight at never, this point. Never <laughs> so, gonna get a girl pregnant. Thank God. Well, yeah. I mean, it would be much easier to get a baby that way if I ever wanted one. But yeah, no, never. You guys could like make a deal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Get like get like a bisexual guy. <laughs> and just and just like I like the options just, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So she she just like she loved this person, yeah. this person who was gay. And she understood in like the understanding of him as a friend that he was just a gay man and this is how he was born. And so she is very much Jesus is king, but like he has a wide array of creations. Yeah, I think. If and I think, and I think she's, it's very much, she understands that there are just ways that people are and it's because, you know, she watched she watched someone try to be someone they're not and yeah. it tore them apart. Yeah. All I know about like the way I believe in God is at least my God teaches me to like accept. And so if I really have full of, if I'm full of love, full of gratitude, like full of being happy I'm here, then mm -hmm. I, I'm going to accept people as they come to me. Uh, and so that that's all I really know for me only. Um, I know other people probably have big difference of opinion um that's i don't know sad. i i went to a spiritual retreat maybe five years ago now in portugal and it was um i don't know if anybody will have gone to this it's called boomland festival <laughs> it's called <laughs> boomland festival in uh what is it god uh god where is the it's gonna bother me now anyway it was on the ground of Idania Nova. Idania Nova. God, that's what it's called. It's called Idania Nova in Portugal. And um, it's a beautiful crystalline lake. It's very, very big. And all yeah. around it is like these little like roads in the cliffs. And it's very like, ooh, kind of steep. Mm -hmm. um, we got lost and happened into this tiny little village. It's like a group of villages, but this tiny little village yeah. with a tiny little cathedral. And the like, oh, itty bitty. And it was, they're all just helping us. And so I was there for four or five days. And I did like meditations with uh, breathing exercises. And um, there was a lady directing something about chakras and like putting energy. And I left my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I That's left great. my body. I fully, and I, I spoke to a, a Hindu friend of mine. I kind of described what happened. And it was, I I'd, I'd saw like like a certain color light, like as I had like a very floating like experience. And I was told that that is a goddess. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so I- I'm talking I, to a goddess. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not a goddess. No, 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 that I met the goddess oh, Kundalini. Got it, got it, got yeah, it, got it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. No, 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 no. So that's what I'm saying. I gotta be very careful because I asked, I asked because obviously chakra is literally Sanskrit. So I asked my Hindu friend, it was like, I did this thing a few years ago and I had like the, the experience and because da, 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 we, we were talking about meditation yeah. and all that stuff and, and yoga and meditation is like super, super appropriated. So like, yeah, basically I'd been talking to him about medic meditation and um, 
told him like, yeah, I did this festival. It was probably very appropriated, but like I had this certain experience. And he explained to me the meaning in Hinduism. Oh. Of what kind of had taken place. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So that was kind of that, like the, the most spiritual thing that's, and I actually wasn't high. Unlike now. <laughs> and now you see the goddess all the time. No, no I wasn't. I, I, I hadn't smoked anything. Um, and it was just, it was just through breathing. It yeah. was just through, it was just through like breath work and focus, um, that I was able to get there. Uh, and I, I think I was at, I was very stressed at the time as well. So I think I was like very much like, I'm going to be so fucking well after this festival, you know? Yeah. Cause uh, the rest of the time I'm just distracted. I'm just like, should I meditate? You know? Yeah. It's really, for me, it's really, really hard to meditate. Cause it's hard for, every time I like stay in one place, I just think of everything I have to do and that I haven't done, yeah. which then creates anxiety, which then means I have to just do something. You get burnt out. And so, so like, especially it, my mind's city. always going. I just feel like I'm more burnt out in the city. No, my, my, um, anyways, that's how we met in London. But anyway, you know, my boyfriend told me about like the city. He's like, it's weird to be able to be grounded in the city. Cause you're literally on cement. Like the, it's a, it's like cement city. And so it, it's just hard to feel connected to the ground versus when you go and we went to like uh, Montana and it was really, really nice. And over there it's like just the ground, it's mm, mountains and everything. Mm. He's like, when you're there, you're like literally touching the ground all the time. He's like, so it's much easier to feel like just like grounded. And I was mm. like, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause every, I love the city. It keeps me energized and to a certain degree young. Mm. Um, it reminds but, me of London. Yeah, of course. So but just like on London. crack, obviously for yeah, me. Yeah, like London, London has a bit more character. I'm sorry, New York. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. London, my lady. I'm just like, there's just, there's the Georgian architecture and, and the fact that like every neighborhood uh, in London is a village that's older yeah. than New York. Like yeah. every single, but that's another thing that's cool about London for foreigners. Every bit of London is quite honestly very different because it's like, they were different towns for a very long time. There's a, there's a lot going on. I, I like see. It. I lived there for like a couple of years. I, 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 I didn't. Enjoy, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I learned about it as much as I probably should have. Sounds like oh, you I'm did. just a nerd and like. Well, um, I lived in Mitcham, way Tooting Road. Uh, yeah, um, I lived in Mitcham and just literally on the other side of the street from my house was a sign next to the pond saying like, "This was a farming village in such and such year." Oh yeah, but there's like you can look up, you can Google it like yeah. after. I need to visit. Yeah, you need to go back, but you can Google um, vintage maps of London. Oh okay. Because like Camden was a village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, they all like were different until like booming yeah. business. Would you ever move back? Would I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you would. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Easily, <laughs> easily. Um, I wanna, I, I wanna split some of my time here oh go be like yeah i want to be oh. over here and over there yeah um i want to be over there for a little chunk of the year you I do say, yeah you can do you'll definitely do it so, there's something about you that Stop. if you put your mind to it you're gonna do it oh yeah it'll happen it's so it's true i feel i have a podcast now yeah you do have a <laughs> podcast now and i'm i'm happy to be it i also created a podcast i was like oh another like stand-up comedian who has a podcast my has like a little spin on it so I'll tell you the concept and I'll tell you the name. And so the concept is I talk to like older adults, like 60, 70, 80 years old, and I learn about their lives. Aww. And then at the end, like I run jokes by them of topics we've discussed, and then they tell me their favorite jokes. And so the podcast is called, I Hope This Age Is Well. 
Uh, so that's like dual meaning in that sense. Uh, and so like we record for like an hour, hour and a half, and then I condense it down to like 30 minutes to get like, you know, like the good sound bites. And it's actually really special. I've learned a lot Aww. about it from talking. What's it, what's it on? Well, and any streaming platform. <laughs> uh, and so like, but a couple of things I learned is to get older adults to talk to me, they're like first always say no. That's like the first thing people say to me yeah. is no. And I have to like meet them a couple of times before they get really comfortable. Um, because once they do, they realize they haven't really talked about themselves in quite some time. No one really asks yeah. in some type of way. Yeah. And uh, at the end, 10 out of 10 times, I'm not making this up. It's just, they're, they're always really happy that they did it. They're always like, oh, that was a lot more fun than what I thought it was going to be. And so that's really nice. But then the other thing too that I've taught is that it's, it's really expensive to be like older. And we don't have a lot of income and it makes my heart break because some of these people are like living day by day. Wow. And it's just like, I meet a lot of them in like community centers that they go to because it's like a dollar for lunch and they mm -hmm. have like free activities and it's something to do and it's a social aspect. Mm. Um, and a lot of that was lost during COVID. Mm. And so like, it, it's just such a weird dynamic to be in, but I, I absolutely love it. Like mm. it, it makes me really, really happy. Yeah. yeah How many it. episodes have you done? Right now I am doing my, I'm, my seventh one is coming out tomorrow. How long have you been doing it? Like, So a, like I actually started recording probably nine months ago. But because it was so difficult for me to find guests because of COVID during that time, okay. like I would re be recording like one episode a month, right? And like some of them I don't use, some of them I do use. And so I have like a whole backlog. I have about maybe like, I don't know, 15 to 16 recorded episodes right now that I go through and I decide if I'm going to release them or not. Mm -hmm. And then I try to find more and more people. Um that are outside of New York. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm struggling to find people from this podcast. Oh, really? I don't know enough people. What? I don't know enough people. You have like 100,000 followers. But I don't, Just put I, out a call. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll put out a call. That's what I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll put, put out, out a, call. a call. I wasn't actually <laughs> properly promoting this uh, podcast until a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. We had like a lot of strings, like a lot of um, pauses and stuff before. Yeah. Uh, we it's got hard to do it regularly too. So and have like the content regularly. to do it and things of that sort. And so like right now I'm trying, everyone's like, oh, please tell me more. No, it's about like the structure. So I'm trying to learn different structures. I have like different ideas of what I want to do mm. in terms of like, because I, I don't want to make fun of older adults that's the one thing i don't want to do mm. like oh do you know about this about sex because i think that's really easy mm. but i do want to make it more entertaining mm -hmm. right and so like i think there's there's certain like like segments i could do that will like um make it more enjoyable for for people to listen to yeah so it's always it's a struggle you know that's it so is cool. but i like it and that's the most important thing about it is that like it's it's just fun to do yeah so, so I, that's what i decided to do is just do fun things so you have you have more episodes coming out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like every week coming out? Every other week. It'll every be every other week. week. I should and find, then, we should do that, Max. Yeah, every other week. <laughs> and then, you know. Oh my God. And then so like I'll have season one and then season two will be like maybe a different format than season one just for variety. And yeah. then like I'll keep, and there'll be about 10 episodes a season, season type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be good. Maybe we should do every other week too, Max. Oh, do you do every week? Every week. Every week? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That is a lot. That's I know. a lot. Is that a lot? Is that a lot, Max? I mean, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a lot, but I think that's kind of it's a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people week. do do a week if you can. And yeah, you can do yeah, it. Gonna, Why not? And if you out. have the listeners, I'm gonna do a shout out. We're gonna do a shout out this week for guests. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna do. 
Thank you, Gilberto. Muchas gracias. There we go. Um, so anyway, uh, where in Mexico are you from? So my, so I actually grew up in Washington State, right? Okay. So, so I'll tell you a little bit of the history. So my parents were from Jalisco. Uh, have you been? No. Okay. So usually I fly into Guadalajara and then drive in like two hours mm. inland, and it's like it's it's inland of Mexico. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of water around it. It's like surrounded by mountains. Mm. And so then my parents moved to the U.S. specifically to Washington State because Washington State has a big agricultural community. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's where they moved because farm workers. I grew mm. up as, my parents were farm workers. My mm. first job was like an apple picking. So I like, I make fun of things now when literally last year, one of my white friends invited me to go apple picking with them. And yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is my first job. Are you, like, are you joking? <laughs> like, cause they, you know, I'm like, if I love it how the f how 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 upper class people they have to they have to pay for what pay to do it I'm for <laughs> to do these menial jobs like how 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 cushy is your life uh, uh, that you uh, have to pay how how cushy is your life you have to pay for the yeah. illusion of doing menial yeah. labor <laughs> but they should make it like an immersive experience it's an like, immersive experience yeah. of being working class yes because no. mm. the only real immersive experience is like actually going to like the controlled like apple farm and picking apples not the other part we have to wake up at 3 30 in the morning yes. and get ready in 20 minutes have your mom uh, pack your lunch and then one. drive i yeah. be in like you should pick apples at 5 a.m because that's what i did yeah because by like noon and one it was way too hot and you had to carry a ladder everywhere wow. and tree by tree and then <laughs> i still remember one time like i put my my ladder like because you have to put it over the tree right so it's stable and like i was climbing up and like i saw because it was thinning apples at the time and mm. so i was gonna thin an apple but i accidentally almost grabbed a snake because they were on the tree and i just snake in washington yeah yeah wow. i mean it wasn't poisonous but oh. there was still a snake like, a, like a snake i screamed so loud and at that time like rats were scaring me and there was rats everywhere so i just I wasn't there was rats. Ever, I mean, like in the field, you're in the fields. There was so, all, all these kinds of animals. Oh my God. And so I just wasn't meant to do it, but I'm glad I did it because it was when I was having like nightmares. Cause I was like, what, 14. And so I was, I was having like nightmares of apple picking and trees. And it's what encouraged me to like go to school and not mm. do that full time. Mm. <laughs> I was like my parents were. And so that was a really good experience, mm. but I just laugh at it now. And then when I did go into the corporate world, my first company, they had apple trees around the building. And so one year they like uh, sent out an email to the whole company being like, Saturday, you're more than welcome to come with families to pick our apples and can carry them home. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, like they want me to pick apples. I, literally, that's what I try to get away from. And like they're bringing me back into it. And maybe I was like, that's what I should do. There's a lot of money. Did in you it. pick apples? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, because <laughs> apples are expensive now. And you know what is expensive? Cherries. And I... Sorry, I didn't say this. I, growing up, you pick cherries too. Cherries, and the thing is, cherries are a really hard uh, thing to do because you have about maybe three weeks to do it before they go bad. And mm. so you're working night and day on the cherry trees. And we would get a lot of cherries. You would get like, you, you would pack your bag of cherries or your box of cherries. So I would always have cherries growing up. Mm. I've never thought about it. And now I see how expensive they are by a pound. Mm. And, I was, and I'm like, I was picking gold at the time. And I didn't even know it. 
Yeah, they're really popular, right? What cherries? cherries? Rainier cherries? Yeah, yeah, and so expensive. Are they hard to pick? No, they're really, really easy. There's just a lot of them, and they're you literally have just the shortest amount of window to pick them before they get like bad. Mm. And then you're also fighting against like the birds because mm. the birds will pick the cherries. Well, then aren't they can't be used, and so mm. you'll see a lot of nets on the trees so the birds can't come down. And so it's like it's a race. Wow. And it's by the pound, and it's like it's just it's it's a whole thing. So when did you come back? To the States from London. How long did you live in So London? I was in London for four years. Okay. Um, I moved there for work. And then I moved here. I moved here, August, no wait, March of 2020. Like when New York was the epicenter of COVID. Wow. And I just remember like flying. What did you do for work? I worked in tech. Okay. Or I still do. But yeah, I, I worked in tech. And um, I flew into New York and like my taxi picked me up and I just remember like driving in and like the streets were so dead. I mean, just like, mm. no, like mm. not a soul. Mm. And I was just like, what is the big deal with this city? And then like, I remember going into like Whole Foods and um, just holding my breath in for Whole Foods because I didn't want to get COVID because I didn't know how, like, I didn't know how it like transferred. So I would go into Whole Foods, hold my breath and then exhale like on my shoulder and then like hold my breath again. And as I was shopping. So by the end of like my grocery trip, I was like one exhausted and two lightheaded. Wow. It was great. When you were just so scared of COVID when you Why didn't like, there was, it wasn't about like, Oh, use mask mandates then. Or like there was really nobody and they're only letting certain amount of people into the store. So it was really regulated. Yeah. And so at that time you just didn't know much about it. Right. Yeah. And like, New York had the highest rate of COVID in the in, world. In yeah. the world. Yeah. And so, yeah, like your alertness is just like all the way up. Yeah. I barely left my apartment. It was like the weirdest introduction to New York. I was but in, I'm glad I'm here. I, I was say. in Manchester for that part. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. When did you move back? I moved back a year ago. Okay. A year. Ah, I moved okay. back summer, last summer. Okay. Yeah. We're from, from Manchester? Yeah, from Manchester. I was in Manchester for lockdown and then uh, came straight here. So I haven't gotten to see anyone in London since the pandemic. No, so you do need to go back. Neither have I. My I friends have come visit me, but no. I need to go back. In that sense. And do you like it? Because you, like, you live in Manhattan? Yeah, no, I live in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Do you like Brooklyn? It's it's all right. Like, it, yeah. it reminds me of parts of London, which is nice. Um, uh yeah, I feel like there's like a different community every few blocks. Yeah. That's nice. Do you miss, because you used to travel all like all of Europe during that time for like your gigs. Yeah. Like you would do everything. Do you yeah. miss that? Uh, yeah, I miss traveling a lot. Yeah. I miss being a hair's breadth from the other side of the Mediterranean. Ugh, like people, colonialism, I think, drew this imaginary line between Europe and the Near East. When in reality, they're like, neighbors yeah, like people yeah. forget lebanon like people like americans talk about syria syria yeah, syria yeah. like it's some far off land it is literally just the other side of the water from italy yeah. it's the other yeah. side of the water <laughs> from portugal it's literally like it's a hop and a skip away from where your ancestors are from and it's like in syria it's like some of the earliest churches are there like paul's ministry and stuff um what was i saying i forgot my train of thought when you would visit a lot of those countries to perform. Yes, yes, yeah. Like I, so I haven't been to Syria, but I do like uh, how um, you always have the option. Like Dubai was only five hours. 
Oh yeah. Dubai is only a Everyone go to Dubai. Every yeah, like Dubai. And I was like, like, I don't know if I could because I don't know if I could act too straight. <laughs> like, <there> it, <laughs> so <sighs> Dubai is an interesting situation. I don't know. I don't know if you would be I think gay people do exist there. I think you have well, to be yeah. Probably underground. just not outwardly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes it kind of even more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss that. <laughs> I snuggled a guy friend of mine there and I was like, are we going to get stoned? Like, <laughs> cause it, no, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, you're not supposed to like be mixing with pe like, like, I don't know all the rules or anything the, like that. If people know that you're mixing with someone, like there's a possibility it could be an issue. I bet. Yeah. There's just too many rules. That I probably would break one that I don't want yeah. to. So I was like, I think I'll just go to this country. Instead. And you can't, you cannot drink outside of a designated area. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, obviously it's, it's fascinating that Dubai even allows drinking because it's haram. Um, but yeah, you're not allowed to have like containers of alcohol outside of like your private residence or like a designated bar. Oh yeah. It could be very troublesome. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. And you just, and the thing is, I'm not too, much of a drinker, so yeah. that would be fine. But just like now, if someone tells me I can't do something, guess not what like, I want to do. Not like I, I was like, do it. I wasn't going crazy, but like, you know, so like, you know, bachelor parties yeah. and they like come and they get rowdy and shit, you know, that that's an inappropriate behavior for a Muslim country. Like yeah. why would they want that in their country? It's against yeah. their religion, first of all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's shit like that. Like no like rowdiness, no freaking like parties in the street. Come on, like keep it together. This is a Muslim country kind yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But you, I just remember you traveling everywhere and like really hustling. And so then now when I see you, and like how big you've gotten, I'm like, yeah, you worked for it. I want. I have a question. Okay. Was there like a video or a content that you did that was like the trigger? Yeah. Um. So I did a I did a series. I, well, I do a series Ooh. on my channel called He Does He Did Not Like This. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what and is it? So I just I tell the stories of men that they don't like this. <laughs> they like. So like the first video. Uh, was the other day a man gave me a compliment and and it's really funny the voice yeah, I, yeah I, I the people the okay the, video. the voice like <laughs> i wasn't trying to sound english i just lived in england <laughs> like like I, I i i i wasn't trying to sound british i just lived in britain and i was channeling a know-it-all okay and okay. it just so you have came a, it's out like a character yes okay <laughs> okay so no like i i just lived in england at the time so like my accent was a bit like wonky i very much have a wandering accent depending on what i'm talking about but yeah people just thought i was british <laughs> People thought I was British. And like, it's so weird because on my live streams, I would always talk yeah. like myself and it didn't matter like how, how long I was on the app talking like myself. They're like, whoa, you're not British. Like it's like, it's very much like I've talked like well, myself. That was the introduction, right? Yeah. Wait, so, so you did this series called he did. He, so he I did, I did like a video it. and I just started doing like, like anti-misogyny, uh, anti-colonialism. Got it. So I had had uh, an abusive ex at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and he was very much like nitpicking at like my like decolonial readings and stuff like nitpicking like oh was Britain really that bad and um, he was just really really obnoxious and horrid 
And part of my early content was kind of responding to, to that. his misogyny. And people responded well to that. Yeah, so it was basically like- Was my, it like the TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it nice. basically like my early content was talking to this repugnant white conservative. <laughs> yes. Um, it's fucking positively pink um, <laughs> Englishman um, who was just terrible. So I like, was so- almost indignant of how awful he'd been that I started making some of my early content in like what I would have said, you know, I wish more, more assholes. Ah, got it. Things like I would have said, or did it surprise you on like when it kind of took off? Yeah. The first video. So the first video that went viral was talking about, so after my breakup, um, I got on Tinder and shit and, um, yeah. And, guys would give me um, compliments on Tinder. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? Like, so I'm just like, you're like, you're so funny. I was just like, yep. Like- How did they respond to it? They were like, oh, humble. Like, gosh, so full of yourself. I was just like, I thought we were agreeing. Like, and so it was, it just irked me. Cause like, why would you give a compliment if you didn't really think it, like you weren't giving uh, a compliment. That's you, it's true. Yeah. Why? Like if you're giving a compliment because you want someone to be grateful, you gave them a compliment. You just want praise. That you reckon. Oh, I, that's, I've never thought about it. Because when everyone, anyone gives it me a compliment. Very trans, heterosexual I just, I just say thank you because I'm like, I get it for me. I, and maybe it's because I was taught to like, oh, don't get too. I just, I get so like closed up. Mm. I'm just like, oh, th thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't like, and it just irked me. I was just like, I, I, I thought we were agreeing. Like, I'm just like, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people were like, oh, you were so rude. It was just like, no, actually I said just like, I know. Right. <laughs> like, isn't it? Don't you love it? Cause like, if, if I, if I compliment someone yeah. like, I'm telling them that they look good and they're just like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like I would like give it back. I was like, yeah, yeah. You, it's you're like gorgeous. It's like of how much you can agree. Of positivity. <laughs> Come on, like why not? Like it's nice. It's nice to, it's nice to be nice. I yeah. don't know. I like that. That should be your, that should be the quote. It's nice to be nice. It's just nice to be nice. That should it's be just, like the quote of the podcast. It's so pleasant. And how do people respond? Most of the time people like, are really like like they were yeah. like usually like i make sure to interrupt them i'm not like excuse me on the phone you're beautiful <laughs> like and they'd be like do people recognize you on the streets and all that occasionally 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 yeah. um yeah not not too much a little bit um but people come to gigs and stuff oh they do yeah oh that's nice yeah Oh, that's really nice. The little like support family that you have. Yeah. It makes it, I feel like that would make me feel like, I don't want to say not alone, but just kind of like, oh, okay. I have a base yeah. right, that I can kind of like stand on. I think, I think, is it mostly in the US? The Your like followers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah they, that's why I came over here. That's oh, really? the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do want to go back and tour Europe uh, this year and then India. Oh, what would your tour be? What would your show be? Uh, uh, I'd be a work in progress, probably. Oh, okay. Like, I just, like, my work in progress. Because, like, you sing, you dance, you do stand-up. Yeah, It's so like a combination of things, like variety Tour show. show would be, like, a combination of that, but, like, a work in progress. Um, India, 
Secret plans. Top secret plans. What? Top secret what? plans. I want to know. Plans. Top secret plans. Okay, what time in India? January is what I'm going to be aiming oh, for. Oh, okay, very soon. Yeah, we'll see. Top secret. I, top secret. <laughs> and it might not be January. It might be uh, March, but I still. can tell you're excited. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> top secret plans. <laughs> top secret. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I've been planning on doing a tour in india for a few years now okay and it got moved along by different things and yeah. it's time to stop now oh my god so now that you live in new york tell me what are like your favorite things to do here because i feel like i'm still new and i because comic keeps me so busy i don't need to do a lot besides outside of i mean this i don't really do much no <laughs> I go to a hookah place <laughs> and I, and I make up videos for the next day. Oh yeah. You yeah, do. Little, you I do, do content. content planning. Yeah, that's like what, that's what I do in New York. So you have to do it. Avoid everyone. What do you want to do? <laughs> what do I want to do? Um, well, I want to be gigging more, but I'm working on a show right now. Yeah. Oh. Um, I want to like get like book, uh, like headline nights to put together something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. In that sense. But there's no place in New York or experience you want to do. I don't like, I, you know, it's so interesting. It's like my hobby is what I do. Okay. Yeah. Like my hobby, my interest is what I do. That's nice though. Like you get to do what you love. Yeah. Isn't that the dream? Is, it's, is that what people tell me the dream is? Are you living the dream? I, sometimes it's a nightmare. <laughs> Sometimes it's it, just like a lot of pressure in that sense. It's a lot of pressure. Um, but I'm trying to make it work. Trying to, I don't know. I don't know. Will. We'll see. We'll I mean, see how course, it goes. We got this will. podcast coming out. We'll see. Yeah. Is this out? Is it yeah, this is out. So oh, basically out. I, I, I was telling, I tell you my pitch for this podcast is, uh, I wanted it to be the leftist Joe Rogan. I wanted to know because that fucking trollop he sits uh, on his podcast complaining about trans people and I just thought my fucking god just terrible it just I don't I mean I, I actually haven't listened to an episode oh my god he, just I just don't he platformed a literal neo-nazi about seven years ago a literal neo-nazi who subsequently um so this is an interesting part about the whole Joe Rogan debacle the, the attention he got for the vaccine misinformation. Everybody cared about vaccine misinformation. No one cared about a Nazi. Oh, well. like, like, like after he fucking platformed a literal, like eugenicist, anti-Semite Holocaust apologist, neo fucking Nazi as race scientist. Why was his, why was his podcast? Like, where was he? Like people cared about vaccine misinformation oh. much more than they cared about a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I mean, I feel like misinformation is out there all the time. It's what gets clicked on the most, read the most, the easiest thing to and produce. And that Nazi subsequently after the Joe Rogan experience went on a number of alt-right channels like the Rubin Report, um, fucking like he just all over these channels, like given suddenly like a platform. Luckily it's been taken off YouTube. But um, yeah, like it, it did damage. It, it propagated his ideas a lot farther than what he was doing before he was on the fucking Joe Rogan experience. So you you know as well as I know that yeah. there is no Latinidad in the UK. No what? Latinidad. There's no like no. Mexicans, yeah. no Central Americans, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. I didn't have a tamale for seven years. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, no. and I love tamales. Can I tell? Can I tell you when I would come home from the UK back home? It's the only thing I would eat. Oh my god! It's Mexican so food. Good. It's like in my DNA. They don't have it. it there. It's not. No, they don't. They have. They have uh, burrito bars. Yeah, there wasn't. I, I used like I used to do a joke about like people not knowing what like Mexican people were in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, we're everything like your Polish people are, but like yeah. cheaper. <laughs> in that sense um because that was kind of the equivalent i guess from what i saw but everyone would think like oh i'm italian or i'm spanish yeah but like never mexican because i mean it's so foreign mm. there like and and there isn't like a lot of like latinos that would travel mm. into europe and yeah. so when i would and be they, traveling when they, do, they go to spain yeah and yeah well the language barrier and when i would meet some like i would get ecstatic because i'm like Oh my God. It was like yeah. a piece of home for me. Oh yeah. Sense. I met a, I met a Mexican girl on a train once and that was all we could talk about. It's like, there's no Mexican food here. <laughs> Have you, you've been to Mexico? No. What? I was, I was always, I, I went straight from Alaska to London, but I, so there's a big, uh, there's a big Latin community in the Northwest. Yes. Um, and especially in Kenai where I'm from, um, there's a family or two that, uh, the fathers came up working for the salmon industry. Yeah, uh, they contract yeah. them down in Mexico and yeah. came up for that, and they loved it so much, and they just brought up abuelita, and then everybody came. Yeah, <laughs> like she, That's they, cute. they brought up grandma, and then it was like, well, we're all moving to Alaska now. So there's like a huge, um, just in our town, like there's a huge wow. uh, family. Wait, can we move over to Mexico? Are you gonna go? Sometime you have to go. Uh, it's like right the, there, kind of. It's kind of far. Well, no. So I didn't live here for seven years, and I oh, have that's been, true. Yeah, so I didn't live here for seven. That's years. true. You've only been here for a year. I've okay, only been back time, for a year, and we're so close to uh, the Caribbean, yeah, and South America. Like we're yeah. not that fucking far. Yeah. So I might. I don't know. Like What's, I'm. Can I be? I Guyana. I like ev everyone talks up Mexico City, and I've been to it, and it's worth it. Like okay. it is. One of my favorite cities in the whole entire world. It's big. Mm. It's busy. It, it'll remind you of like New York in that sense or London and like a variety of different Mexican cuisines, which I think is like super important. Mm. And like anything from like a taco truck to like Michelin star restaurants mm. and so many different activities and it's mm. walkable. It's like just thinking about it makes me really emotional just because I had so much fun when I went and the food was probably some of the best I've had as well. Mm. And so you, you have to go and there's direct flights. Mexican culture is very interesting. I have a friend who is indigenous, not, he speaks Nahuatl. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. We were talking about mariachi. Okay. And I feel like you're going to teach me something here. No, 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 no. <laughs> So you probably already can guess. You probably can already guess. But a lot of Mexican traditions are like disguised indigenous traditions. Like Dia de los Muertos is an indigenous holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so the grito in mariachi. Oh, hoy! Yeah. Like this guy. <laughs> I try to do it once. Oh, like, Something like that. Yeah. Did it go? Did it go? Okay. Uh, but the grito is, it comes from uh, indigenous ways of singing. Okay. I believe that. Like you, you see, you hear drum circles uh, up, up, uh, north of the border and they do a similar call. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting how this, this call 
seemingly finds its way in in something that visually looks so different from indigenous culture visually looks so different but still manages to find its way there it's like mastery of disguise for survival yeah, it's I'm beautiful sure dances and it's beautiful certain, to think like, about the, you know the, foods, the skills with which they sure. were like let's keep ourselves while trying to please these fuckers yeah that's that's what it like they By really she means me no like like the, like the spanish like you think like it's it's powerful to think about you know being so clever as to fight with with disguise you yeah. know to yeah to seemingly give in without ever really giving in you know yeah. it's interesting no. I, I should just say i i love a mariachi mm. especially i love mariachi when like i'm really drunk like i don't know if you it is like probably top 10 life experiences ever mm. to like hire a mariachi if you and your friends are having a party and play some of your favorite songs it's like live karaoke yeah it's just it's fantastic and there are basically every major party that you could have as a yeah. mexican family i love that i love that like it's 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 fascinating to think like a lot of people talk about indigenous peoples of mexico like it's in the past tense but you know you see these traditions it's like yeah. they fought like they they still like you know they passed on yeah they managed to pass on despite yeah. it all it's 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 just powerful to think about it's that's mexico man i think it's powerful to think about too i think it's and powerful to think about like, the, I grew the, up, criti the creativity of people like yeah that. and i grew up like that was i, I grew up very very mexican growing mm. up in washington state which even though i grew up in a very agricultural town there's a lot of latinos and mexicans around me but it's still in a white neighborhood so i would always try to like hide that part of me or that mm. um uh that culture part but my parents are just so mexican mm. it was just like hard not to mm. right like sometimes they would i would go to school and i would have like tacos with me for lunch and stuff mm. or like you know they were farm workers so they would like drop me off at school sometimes and like you know their truck that had been through like the fields and it was like super dirty now to get super embarrassed and like i was just like ah and now similar to being gay i'm like it's one of my biggest blessings because yeah. i just love being mexican like Aww. i just love it it's Aww. like it's a great so that's why i'm like you need to go I have to go. I just, I want to do, I want to do a tour if I can. I want to be working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th yeah. I think they'd love it. Yeah. Somehow I want to do a tour to Alaska, but then back from Washington state. There's like <laughs> no comedy in Alaska. No, but just to see it. Just, yeah, to see it. But there's, 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 there's a place in Anchorage that does a night and there's a couple of nights. You know, it's so funny. Yeah. My town started their comedy scene like after I started comedy in the UK, like they like saw that I was doing stand up oh, and it made people cute. think of stand up and they started a comedy scene in my have you, town. Have you done comedy there? Yeah, it's been terrible. Okay. <laughs> As soon kid, I went to kindergarten with mom in the bar listening to me do comedy. Okay. I went to kindergarten with her son. And, and it wasn't good? It's just like, it's creepy. Like, oh my God, I know you. Did the you do the ant thing? No, no, I didn't do that. Okay. But like, it's just weird. It, like, and, and two, the thing is like, I can't shit on my hometown in my hometown because they all live there and think it's great. Yeah. Like, well, no, no one likes to hear like you live in the shittiest place ever. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, there was a couple people in the audience that got it, but the rest of them were just like, well, why are you fucking here? It was like, because my mom is. Yeah. I did, I did a comedy in, well, I'm from Yakima, Washington. And like, I'd made a joke, and it's true. I, I was on the newspaper when I, 
I did like my show there and it was like top five Latinos or top five things to do and watch in Yakima. Mm. And I was like number four, like number three was a plant exhibition or something like that. That's what I was competing with. <laughs> so I was just like, there was like really nothing to do. You started comedy in Yakima? No, I didn't start it. I just, I like, I, when I did perform there, you know, cause you do like, you do like a little show in the UK and you do the little French did festivals. Did you start comedy in the UK? Um, I started it in Seattle, but like a year before. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was like off and on. I, okay. Like even in, in the UK, I was not like serious, too serious yeah. about it, which I kind of regret now. I should have been, but uh, Keep it at your own pace. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so I, I just thought that was kind of cool. And people actually, came, it was like full. It was like really full because again, there wasn't a lot of things to do. Yeah. And it was fun. I don't know if I'd do it again, but it was fun. I hosted. I So the first time I went back after a while, I hosted like a little mini comedy course. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay. So comedy by caveat, 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 caveat. I would not profess to like be some professor of comedy, but what I can do mm-hmm. is uh, give people uh, ideas on how to start generating material. Okay. So ways in which to be to start writing comedy, ways to generate ideas. Like uh, what would you give? Well, content basically, and that's what you do now. Like no, so so like, what kind for, of ideas would you give? So uh, you know, we sat and we described. Um, an object that was weird and um you know think think of ways to describe this object okay like like think of ways think of ways to describe this object that's not the first thing you can think of but like something like you know let's just start like to warm up our brains and stuff and start improvising um and yeah like it it went really well like um People brought people brought comedy that they wanted to work on, mm-hmm. and we kind of uh, walked through, you know, how to formulate a joke. Um, and in the evening, I hosted um, the night, and people were like doing their first gigs for the first time. It oh, went really well, cute. and I was I was the host. So like in that in that environment, it was like a theater setting. Yeah. Um, that's cute. That's like a little talent show. Yeah, and it was good. Like they we'd sat and we'd like started like just like listing off like so you know like when you're writing when you're writing material you know you're you you map out you know what you kind of want to say no you know so that's kind of basically what we're practicing it's just like there's this weird object think of different ways to be able to describe the exact same thing like just the exact the exact same thing how many ways can you say this like that's how you start thinking outside the box that's how you start you know not using the first idea like like how can you push it to be goofier but still attack like that's how you Maybe start I should take this course <laughs> no, no but like that's I'm how like you writing everything down it's just it's just like not to like be like this is how you are, become a comedian but this is how you can start generating ideas mm. for yourself this is how you kind of can structure the idea of formulating material um and we did two classes and then um a lesson or the the show oh how did the show go great yeah um, it was fabulous. You should do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Why I, not? When you go to Mexico, you learn tour. You could do, you could do like a comedy tour. A little comedy tour in of, English of, of comedy classes. No. Do you know Spanish? No. But okay. the thing is too. So like I, I say I gave a, I was like one of the only comedians who had been doing it for years that was ever going to come to my hometown. So that's another caveat. Like I wouldn't normally do like like a course in comedy per se, like I've given, I've given a course in stage presence in mm. Russia. It wasn't necessarily, um, comedy, but it was like, 
shoulders you know, back, public speaking, make no, yourself public speaking. big. Oh. No, no, no. Like, well, basically like, you know, put your shoulders back, open up. You're confident. This is confident, like body language and ways to seem less nervous when you're talking, use your hands less, like, like stuff like that. I've given courses like that in stage presence and how to like seem more confident even when you're terrified. Okay, how do you, I, I mean, I struggle with confidence, right? Really? Yeah, I do, I struggle, I mean, I, yeah. I'm so a that, human in that sense. It's all, it's, it's, what advice do you give to people that struggle in confidence? Cause I feel like you're a confident person. Well, on, on stage, just, in, I don't know, like what, like what, do you, like confidence, like remembering lines, like are you nervous? No, just confident in like what you're doing. Well, who just you do are it. Just, just like do just do it like just like literally that's that's Mike what is it gonna is. come like, sue us like, just what that's just my line <laughs> no like um it's it's a lot of a lot of people's nervousness is is self-created yeah it's, it's true that stage that stage is just as much yours as it is anybody mm. else's you know and just like you know your lines if you can just hold your shoulders back like you know i gave a lesson on that but this comedy course i caveat because I am one of the only outside comedians that's been doing like professional comedy in a huge city, in a huge world capital, London, that's ever gonna be coming to my hometown. So I was like, I came and I brought like just a few years of the London comedy circuit to my little town. And it's great because there's actually like, you know, I got, I actually got shit for running the comedy course. I did. I got shit from running the comedy course. I got people snickering behind my back um, because they thought I was getting too big for my britches. But the fact of the matter is, is there's actually an opioid crisis in Alaska and there's been an increase in substance use over the years. And um, people don't realize who are outside of Alaska, um, how tragic some of these stories can be. And so I wanted to bring something to people who are in between high school and the bars so that they don't get down, you know, bad so, path. Like that's what I wanted to be able to try and bring. It's has like, it gotten worse, the opiate crisis there? It's, it's um, there's been some increases over the last few years. Okay. Like there's been like, an increase in, in drug use. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's okay, like, it's, it's an increase in drug use. It's an increase in, uh, uh, deaths from overdose. Oh yeah. Um, uh, there's like, there's a, there's a big issue in like certain years in, you know, when you're out of high school and you're really not an adult until you're 21, what do you do in between the time you might get into trouble? So that's or take. Yeah. Your comedy course. No, so that's like, no, like I, I got some shit from it, from older comics. Cause like, yeah, I'm like at the time, like I wasn't like a headliner, like, like 20 years in the game. You know what I mean? But I just like, I had some skills and I have a town that like has very little opportunities for anyone who isn't old enough to drink. Right. Um, and it went well, like I introduced kind of the artistic sector of town mm-hmm. to like yeah. putting on gigs and putting on shows. And now there's shows and stuff happening and, you know, opportunities for locals who want to give it a try, you know, because I came and kind of like, you know, I like a, like a small town feel of like when they do have events in general. Yeah. And a lot of people do come to those type of things. Cause to your point, I think people are looking for that social interaction mm. and things to do. Yeah. And people, it's just, you know, culturally, we all know what comedy is, but doesn't necessarily, like, we don't always necessarily go see it. I remember, no. I knew before I ever, so, like, in in England, 
the Edinburgh Fringe was the first comedy oh, yeah. show. The F- Edinburgh Fringe was the first comedy show I ever saw in my life. Oh, really? I physically oh, wow. never seen comedy before. Do you know who my very first stand-up was? Who? It was Bill Cosby. <laughs> my, um... I was my like 14 first, or something. My first comedy, a comedian that... Um, Sutherland, she's a Scottish comic. I can't remember her first name, but there was there was a Scottish comic who, um, I went to her show talk, talking about her ex husband, her abusive ex husband, and um, she was amazing. And I started going to like that was the first. It was twenty fourteen. That was the first comedy show I'd ever seen in my life. Oh. Never, never physically, but we all know what it is. Yeah. So like when you do go to comedy, it's like a bit special. Like it's you know. It's definitely an experience. In the UK, sense. though, I feel like comedy is a lot more yeah. common. Yeah. I just, I, I was, I, I should say about my Bill Cosby statement. I was a huge Cosby show fan growing up. I mean, I would see the shows Who all wasn't? the time. Right. And so like Bill Cosby was coming to our local like casino. He was doing a casino gig outside. Wow. And like I saved up all of my money. So I could oh see Bill God. Cosby. And I remember sitting like in the third row. When was this? this was like, I don't know. I was like. 14 or 16 or wow. something i forget what it was and and they let me in because it was outside so it was in the casino it was yeah. 16 because i could drive myself and like i i went there and in my mind i was seeing like cliff huxtable on stage but it was mm. bill obviously and then he started cursing on his set and i was just like taken aback because i was like how could cliff be cursing right now <laughs> And everyone around me was laughing, but I didn't get the joke. But I was like, okay, I guess I'll laugh too because I don't want to feel left out. But I was just really was excited. Was it like really Somebody adult? from TV. Yeah, it was really adult. Oh, yeah. He was saying something about the dentist. I forget what it was, obviously. But uh, but he was cursing and it was obviously adult humor. And I was just there to be like, okay. Similarly, too, in, in uh, the casino, I saw my very first concert. And my very first concert was there. And it was with the Beach Boys. <laughs> so <laughs> The Beach Boys and the Four Tops. So, like... That's kind of weird. My first concert was a Christian concert. Oh, was it? <laughs> I've been to a Christian concert too. I mean, no, I was no like, harm, no foul. Like people like, Yo, y'all but I, I wasn't expecting going to a Christian concert when I did, and that was an interesting experience. My mom took me to a play called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And uh, when the devil came out, I peed on her. Oh. I was so scared. Well, that, that's why she took you to a Christian concert. <laughs> Make you scared. That's right. If you're if you're not good, you'll go in the duff, in in the plastic trash bag of hell. So it's like there was like I don't I was four years old, but like maybe hell, Christian concerts hell was have made gotten of better. Like trash bags. Yeah, it was like p- trash bags and flashing lights, and I was like, not the devil. I feel like Christian concerts gotten a lot better now, and so maybe I would even go to one. I don't Probably think I not, would. Maybe not America. I'm good with religion. You guys have done okay, enough. Yeah, well, back to the religion. Where, you guys have done enough. <sighs> Actually, I'll tell you what. I attempted suicide okay. a few months ago. Oh. I had a psychotic break. Sorry. You guys know this. He's just like, what? Um, but I'll tell you, when I was in the psyche, when I was in the psyche R and I was asking for God, I actually asked for a rabbi, not a pastor. Like when I, when I was like, like that, like, I think that if I were to be religious, if I were to, if I were to pursue a religion, I'd probably be Jewish. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I if Did I were the rabbi to, come. Yeah. No, I I texted a friend of mine very quickly as I was going into the ER, and he sent a rabbi to call after me at the at the hospital. 
Um, but well, yeah, no, like if I, um, it's a beautiful religion and it's, it's interesting how uh, Christianity misappropriates Jewish ideologies, um, because they're very different when you learn them, uh, from a Jewish perspective. Anyway, we could do so many episodes on Judaism. We really, really could. It's a very fascinating. But I'm religion. glad you're here. I should yeah. say that. That's yeah. important. Well, I'm good. I'm good. And, yeah. uh, Rabbi Mark Wilds is also happy I'm here. Hi, Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they follow you on Instagram. He does. He does. <laughs> We're besties. It's my, it's my, it's my rabbi in the time of need. Oh, that must have been a hard time. Sorry. No, it's is uh, it, it paid off in the end actually. Like I got off. Wait, wait. Did you say it paid off in the end? I got on medication finally. Like I was losing oh, my marbles. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was like. No, like other than that, like I've lost a lot. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I had been like slowly, I told you, like slowly losing mobility for a while with depression and anxiety. Yeah. And by going to the hospital, I actually finally got sorted out with meds because I hadn't been able to get on Obamacare um, because the Obamacare website is an endless array of pop-ups. Oh, it's so bad. So wow. bad. The it just like in an endless like you think you filled out your insurance information, blah 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 blah, blah. and it's just like then you go to another thing to fill out, and it was just like it was an endless circle of pop ups, and I now get like spam calls because I filled out this government oh, website. Like oh, I get wow. spam calls. I could never in my dizziest daydreams ever imagine the NHS website ever doing that. Yeah, yeah like that it's just different. the Obamacare website is really something else yeah so i didn't have insurance when i went sounds like a tie friction to like get insured oh yeah yeah it's it's um it's 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 impossible to fill out like my friend um she had that happen to her like where she thought she filled it out and it she never got insurance in time she had to wait months in order to get it again Ouch. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's only like once a year or something like that. Yeah, it's just as bad. I feel like everyone should oh, have yeah. insurance in that but, sense. But um, I'm glad you got your medication. Oh yeah, no. So the 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 hospital um, sorted me out with medication and um, got me a social worker. My brother's social worker. Yeah, so got me a social worker to sort out um, things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's been it's been six months now. Yeah. That that. I'm sorry it was so ugly, but it did set me on a healing path. But it's part of your story. It's part of your journey. And yeah. I mean, every kind of day since, like, I'm just like, wow, I almost died six months ago. <laughs> just like, wow. Do you think about that often, like, in perspective of, like, oh, it's not so bad. I almost did that six months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm very glad to be alive. Yeah. I struggle still with triggers and stuff, but the meds kind of help even me out and I've got, you know, um, support in that way. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's really good. I feel I'm, I'm just like raw dog in life with like, <laughs> with like no meds or something. And so I need to like. That is the most brilliant analogy for going medless <laughs> I have ever heard. Raw dog in it. I love it. And just like. I fucking. Not having no. No pills, no nothing, and so raw dog in life. I love that because I so I have a I have an appointment for Friday for uh, ADHD treatment. Oh. Finally, so well, that's what you reminded me of because I I have ADHD and I haven't had proper treatment for about a decade now. And just when you yes, said that, like I really identified with that because <laughs> I know I. The thing is, I know like I have a learning disorder and I know I have a learning disorder and I know it. This really affects the way I regulate my feelings, everything. But it needs, you know, treat, like I haven't yeah. gotten that for years now. 
Um, but I used to take medication for it when I was a kid, yeah. but I, it was like terrible. I feel like a lot of people are, can relate to maybe not having the right care or treatment or medication they need in order to be here. Mm. Like for sure. I, I told you, I, I did anxiety medication once and it made me feel so numb inside. Mm. And I think you said like, it was probably not the right one, which is probably yeah. true. Well, and my, so like, I my just, first pill was like, not that, okay. Yeah. So I just like, I was kind of like, I thought to myself, wait, I, I, when I got on pills, I got like, okay, am I like a gay guy in his thirties in New York city, like on pills that I'd be like, become a cliche. <laughs> right. But then I was like, no, I guess, you know, if like, Am I even a New Yorker if I don't have a pill addiction, right? And so well, I was like, I should addicted. go do No, at that time, I was like, well, this is going to make me addicted. But then I did it, and it made me feel numb. And so then I no did half, and then that still made me feel. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this feeling. And because I didn't, like, advocate for myself enough, I just didn't get the right pills. And I, mm. I switched doctors, and maybe I will now in mm. that sense. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's not... People, people make like a taboo out yeah. of taking medication. I'm just like, your brain is a sensitive organ. Yeah. We know less about the brain than we do about alien planets. The surface of alien planets. We know more about the moon <laughs> than we know about the brain. This is true. Well, cause it's like, what? And so, like thousands of, or millions of yeah, like, neurons. Yeah. And the way trauma shapes it, like we've only just even begun understanding. So, like it, it, it shouldn't be taboo. It shouldn't be shameful to say like, Hey, you know, if, you, if, if you can be diabetic, why can't you have schizophrenia? Agreed. Like, no, why can't you have uh, an anxiety disorder? Like everything, you know, I just know that there's some days in my life where I'm like, I need to either not go outside because if so, I don't know if I can handle it mm. or like stay inside. And because maybe with medication, it would like help me not have to make those type of decisions. Yeah, it, um, for me, like I tell people like, if your anxiety gets to the point that it affects your ability to go and live your life, mm -hmm. that then it has become a disorder. Yeah, it's so like, just talking about it. It's weird, it's weird to say, <laughs> maybe it's like, uh, like sometimes, <laughs> I say, sometimes when I get super, super anxious and there's like too much, you know what I need to do? And in New York, it's quite easy. I go like outside to like a tall building and I stand next to it because it makes me feel so small. Mm. And then that just makes me feel so free because I'm like, oh, I ain't, I ain't shit. Like, and it makes Alaska me, helps it allows me to do that. Alaska, what the one thing that I remember vividly when I went back earlier this year is looking out onto the sea looking out. and not seeing anything but the horizon oh that as would far scare as the eye me but yeah, yeah i could yeah, also yeah. see it was like literally like like as far as the eye could mm. see to the edge of the planet the curve of the earth it's just over there i was like I'm not gonna fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was so. I'm like busy. this, this big it in this small Yeah, yeah, yeah. World. Like it was just, and I realized that because I lived in a big city, I hadn't seen the clear open sky in so that's long. Sweet, it yeah. like I was like, that's like how fucking tamed I had become. I grew up on that beach, <laughs> and that's how tamed I'd become. Like I was, <laughs> London broke me. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe London. I'll. I don't know. I'll. I, I think like this year is where I'll, I'll try again. Yeah. In that sense. Cause I like transitioning doctors always helps you have like a clean slate. Yeah. You have sense. to go, you have to go. Like if you can, if you can, uh, you know, take care of a broken arm 
why not your broken brain? Like, <laughs> no, like seriously, yeah. but like you can, like there's, I, you I know. I don't know about you, but during COVID, I can't think right anymore. Like I, I honestly Oh, you get a little stir crazy. Actually, I can't there's, actually um, think correctly. There's, I just, I just found out about this the other day. So I think everyone during COVID got this. Um, in the 1950s, uh -huh. um, housewives who were stuck at home at all hours of the day because they had no rights, they had to stay at home, be a homemaker. They developed psychosis from staying in the house so long. I think that's me. And I think everybody, I think everyone during I also the pandemic like, got a little body. psychotic. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I like, sometimes I just like. That, like, that would be an interesting study to do yeah. because they did, they did, there was like a lot of anti-psychotic subscri uh, subscribe, prescribed in the fifties to, to housewives. Cause they would just like lose their marbles from being inside constantly. Uh, the whole time. Yeah. So that know. makes I, sense. Like two years. I just know my brain hasn't been the same since COVID. Oh that, yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I feel like I'm not alone in that. Situation. I feel like everyone's just like the before times. <laughs> the before times. Before Do you ever see movies now? The other day I was watching what movie. I flinch when people hug on TV. Oh, <laughs> Like in movies or like commercials like that were obviously filmed before COVID. Like people are like, <gasps> they're hugging. Yeah. I, I saw the, the movie. I saw Fatal Attraction this weekend mm -hmm. and I had never seen it before. Mm -hmm. uh, great movie. Have you seen it? It's a great movie. Um, and Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? And no, it's Glenn Close. And I forgot the guy's name, but Glenn Close is like this, like crazy. Well, she becomes crazy. I shouldn't even say it like that too, because I mean, he kind of made, anyways, she, she oh, does this whole man. thing. The whole oh, point is man. there was a, there, yeah. <laughs> there was a scene where everybody was like shoulder to shoulder in like this bar area. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, like even now that still seems a little strange to me, like to be like that close all the time. Like, and like the before times, the before times, the before so like times. you look at what TV, you're like, wow, we could never do that now. It'd be like half capacity. Well, yeah. Well now I'm think I, it's weird. People I think are just less, maybe either fed up or just aren't gonna adhere to any more like the restrictions or the rules did you have you have you gotten a monkey monkeypox vaccine yeah. yet yeah i'm gay yeah oh yeah. Well, i'm trying to get yeah. one as Are a you? gender non-conforming person yeah yeah okay well we call i tried to call them really okay yeah. wow because i'm I gender, like gender be... non-conforming so it's i can get one yeah yeah and the i i remember so with the monkeypox I remember like I call, not called, I was trying to schedule it in their website and it wouldn't let me. Yeah, because so they're like so full. So I called and they just gave me an appointment. Who do you call? There's like Ghost the, the hotline. <laughs> There's like a hotline or something. Okay, I will look it up after me. this. Yeah, yeah in that sense. And yeah, I called and they gave me one that Friday. So you get one if you can. Yeah, you what the fuck? I'm waiting for my second one because like even now, again, I won't do a lot of things with a lot of people because I don't really want to experience like open they have a booster coming out that's specific to this new strain of COVID. Yeah. So that'll, that. that'll at least be good for that. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. I had COVID maybe like two months ago and I don't think I've had it before mm. and it was pretty painful. Like I, I, I had COVID briefly. I, the first day, uh, I felt, disgusting and then yeah. after two days my voice was back like i i never really lost my voice or a ca oh, no. capability to talk yeah my just had a really really scratchy throat and at first i thought i was like bronchitis or was it yeah i barely like, I had any symptoms all i could manage them perfectly well with nyquil what yeah okay well that was not my experience i did watch jurassic park for the first time so if it, well i had a COVID. so i watched um wait oh no yeah oh. i watched um disney plus <laughs> 
my my ex flatmate lets me use uh, his Disney Plus. Oh, that's kind. I know. So I, I like how you say flatmate too. Oh, because it was in the UK. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay, also, yeah. like, I'm never gonna say apartment. <laughs> I'm never gonna say apartment. Flat. It's one syllable. Like easier. People, people give me shit here. Like, oh, it's apartment. You're in America. I'm just yeah. like, I'm not gonna say three extra syllables. Fuck <laughs> off. Like, fuck off. Time is money, and you're wasting it. Right. Like, <laughs> flat. I don't know what else. Like, what are other words like like that they say in the UK that they don't say here? Um, I don't. Um, this garage. Garage. A yeah, little, I don't know. Like this. Lemon. Oh, in it. They say in, in it. it. In it. Yeah. Oh, also, um, I say sorry a lot for everything before yeah. I speak, like to a new person. Sorry. Yeah, someone bumped into me the other day, and I said sorry. Oh my god, so I, like, I bumped okay. into a mirror and I turned around and I said sorry, sorry. to the mirror. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what have I become? Oh, um, yeah, I say, I say, like in the UK, you'll be hard pressed to find an English person raising their voice. There could be a fire. No. There would be a there could be a fire and an English person would be like fire. Sorry, if you could just just exit at your earliest convenience. I'm so sorry. Really, just. I mean, and that I mean, unless you're like you're somewhere out like at two a.m. plastered, then maybe maybe if they're story. plastered, yeah. But even then, they would still be sorry that they were plastered. Like you know, it still finds its way in there. They'd be like, mate, sorry, but they wouldn't <laughs> be sorry. But they'd be saying it. Like, like you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like they bless him. Lesson. Sounds like you miss it. You need to go back. I miss him so much. Actually, Brits, uh, there's there's a whole group of royal royalists on TikTok that hate me. There because, is. Oh yeah, why? like there's they like basically they're like why you don't seem to like the UK. I love the UK. I love the UK. Okay. I just don't like genocide, and it's so okay. weird. Like like people get. So, I just I love that. Like, I, I didn't know it was going there. I didn't know get, it was going people there. People get so weird when I when I talk about just like it's not anti you to talk about the British empire and the fact that right now, like you currently benefit from money and jewels and everything that was stolen by India. You know, you can't really do anything about that, but just acknowledge it. Like you can't do anything about it. So don't feel bad. Like this is just the truth of like, it's ugly, but like, don't hide from it. Don't like deflect. You look dumb. So why do the Royal people not like you? They don't like me because I'm like anti Winston Churchill, like, I've got a lot of Brexiteers that come on my lives, like on your lives. They have, yeah. oh wow, yeah, yeah. They come, like they they come and like leave messages. Um, yeah, like people, they try they try to deflect from it. Like it's, I don't hate the UK, but the fact is, is like there is an undercurrent of colonial hangover that still sees itself in the country, and just ignoring it doesn't really help. You know, yeah. Brexit. Like people are like, oh, Brexit was a majority. Too, fuck, too, too bad. It was enough. We're in it. You know, if those other people had come and voted like, yeah, okay, maybe you could talk, but they didn't. And the, the other guys did. So yeah. clearly they're powerful enough to make decisions for you that you didn't want to, like clearly you underestimate them. And even now you want to pretend like they're not there. Like these people who are like, in, in, like independent Britain, independent Britain. The last time Britain was in a situation where it didn't depend on the rest of the EU was in World War II. Like the... The EEC was yeah. formed in the shadow of World War II in Europe as a way to uh, see that these lands would not go to war again because uh, Europe had just, just had World War I and just had World War II, myrtleizing each other like for most of the f early part of the uh, 20th century. Are you, was history your favorite 
subject as a child? Yes. Okay, because I it sounds like you remember a lot, and I remember in history class when they were teaching me, I'm like, why am I learning this? It's just the past. But it's it, but it's important to understand. Yeah, like, no, that's my friends always it's, said it's like a, yeah, the hi- history always repeats itself, so it's mm. important to know. And I was just like, I know, but I'm 12. But like, so like, I I did a lot of my self research, like in the wake of Brexit and stuff. But you know, you'll see like like there there's not a Brit alive in England that remembers unless they are very, very elderly, a completely independent, like British power. Do you know the last time Britain was a power when it was fucking genociding India? You fucks. It's the last time you enjoyed not being dependent on other European countries. So you heard it here. (laughs) Sorry. I should, we can bleep that. Um, (laughs) um, We can bleep that. I don't want to piss off the wrong skinheads. <laughs> um, you say they come on your lives to say mean things. I think I'll just be excited that they came to my lives, period. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I ever did a live. But no, like in, in the wake of World War II, uh, because, you know, Britain and Europe had just had like two world wars back to back. It was, they were devastated. That's actually why World War II and spelled the end of uh, Victorian colonialism, most, most Victorian colonialism, except for uh, parts of Africa, um, because they had no money left because they had just like bombed each other to smithereens. So in the time after like Europe was basically reestablishing itself, like in the wake of World War II, in the time after that, they went to go formulate a way for all these countries to then be dependent on each other. And it was called the European Economic, uh, the EEC, the European Economic, uh, whatever it is. E- the European oh, Economic okay. Community. That makes sense. The European Economic Community. So That's yeah. definitely going to be on the test. Yeah. So, like, basically, back to what I was saying. In uh, Britain, like, yeah, there's a lot of Brits that are quite educated about, you know, the true meaning of, like, what the EU does in Britain and, mm-hmm. you know, how farmers are gonna, very much going to suffer from Brexit. Um, you know, there is a very, very loud number of people who, despite, okay, yeah, it wasn't a majority of the country. It's, like, too fucking bad the rest of you weren't, like, bothering because you took it for granted. And there's the people, the people, the wrong people were, like, really energized. And they're energized with notions of a country that was founded on genocide. Like, oh, independent, powerful Britain. That was when you had India enslaved halfway across the fucking planet, guys. Like, that's what you're clapping for. I I wish my history teacher taught like this. (laughs) It's a lot lot more dynamic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this, in the wake of World War II, this economic trade area began. Mm -hmm. And that is what would eventually become the EU. Oh, EU. That's what I'd be writing down in my notes. <laughs> no, they, the, the the predecessor to that uh, for quite a while was the European Economic Community. Um, but it was specifically so that they would stop murdering, murdering each other. Because wow. like, most of European history is just one war after another. It's murdering each other. Why? Because someone's daughter like, is married off to someone's cousin. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, and so Brexit made you or encouraged you to read all this yeah like oh, wow. it, like <laughs> all it made me do was like should i transfer money back home a bit <laughs> <laughs> no it um it kind of it you know made me curious like independent okay so what what was britain's economy back when they're talking about it was slavery it was wow. it was colonialism they and so like you know the nhs was formed after world war ii because of the amount of veterans coming back from war who needed treatment like they set up uh the nhs in that way um, a lot of things came out of World War II, but um, yeah, it, 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 it's, 
it's I came interesting. out of World War Two eventually. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, though, there's I. I, I, I go on about these people quite a lot because they have more sway in Britain than I think a lot of people like to admit, you know, uh, you know, well, it's, al it's always like the minority represent the majority in, in communities for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But I mean, like, so right now the government's very conservative and uh, there's been moves towards sanitizing education about what Britain did to the world. There's been, there's been quite a few moves uh, censoring talking about the genocides of the British Empire of, on behalf of these concerns. So, you know, people talk people talk about CRT here. Britain has been moving in a similar direction, sanitizing their role in, you know, the global south as we know it. You know, that. so, yep, that's another thing. Like, Brits, I don't see them talking about that quite as readily as, like, some of my super leftist British friends talk about it. But I don't, it's not something that I see talked about enough. Uh, hence the leftist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like... So I, I, that's why I talk about, you know, the role, the genuine role of, the, of, of what was done. Yeah, no, no living British person can help what their ancestors did. I am just as genetically British as a lot of the people I talk to on TikTok. You know, my Chelsea, my, my name is Chelsea Hart, right? It's a very English name. And the ancestors who gave me this last name arrived on the Mayflower. Oh. Yeah, like, it's pretty freaking caught, like... My mom was adopted, so they're not my actual ancestors. Okay. My mom was adopted, but into the name Hart. But still, still, the last name, <laughs> the last name came here on the colonizer boat. You know, like, I feel like every time you say something about yourself, it's just like a new, like something new <laughs> that I'm learning. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. No, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, my mom, my actually, we're we're. Me and my mom are in the process of mapping her mother's family. Oh, like yeah. a little family tree. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's top secret. It's top oh, secret. Oh, it's top secret. It's no top one secret. can know. For right now. I mean, it's not like too top secret, but we, we are. We have a lot of top secret topics. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like top secret, but it's just something I've been keeping kind of close to my chest for the moment because it's... Uh, um, so we're like you know we have my grandma involved now like yeah you know, so yeah. just let us as a family kind of learn about this well, um, for sure yeah for you first yeah well i'm excited yeah um but uh yeah like brits brits come to my lives and they they think i'm they think i'm shitting on britain is like i i love modern britain it just doesn't help anyone including you to pretend like you know these things didn't happen washing over them like Ignoring them's not going to make them go away. So you might as well talk about them. Well, that's what you're here. You know? All right. Um, I think I think that's a good place to end. Um, <laughs> I see it not. Um, um, I, think, I think that's a brilliant place to end. Um, I have been Chelsea, and this has been Hildbertel. Yes. Thank you for having me. And have we have time. all been resensitizing. Have a beautiful day. Bye.